Mic check one, two, one, two. This is Bruce Lee's Lost Black Niece, a.k.a. the B-Girl MC Emily, a.k.a. Free the Slaves, a.k.a. Hot Honey Waters, a.k.a. African Crystal. And you're listening to Into Hip Hop History right now with who other than the main man, the hostess with the mostest, Van Cato. Hey, let that sh- play.
What up? I'm Andre Ryder. You now tune in to Hip Hop History with your host and my homeboy, Van Keto, from LA to Detroit. What up, though? Alcatraz. For hip hop. I got this love, Jones, for hip hop. For hip hop. I used to sneak her in school because she made me feel cool And I could say what I wanted around her and I feel like a fool She recognized I had talent, gave my life a little balance And made me seek out some knowledge and made me smoke from a chalice She made me feel like Wallace up in the palace Huffing with bad breath, seeking revenge and malice Her name is Hip Hop a straight love Jones She put a microphone and beat on That's when she turning me on I love her truth, I love her lies and all I love when she ready every time I call And she never had no squabble about raising my seeds And I knew the day I met her she was all I would need Her name is Hip Hop From a tape to CD CD to the iPods Playlist from the backyard she know I love her, and I don't even try hard. I got this love, hey, Jones, even hey, when she act hey, hard. Hey, I got a love, Jones, for hip hop. I got a, I got a love, Jones, for hip hop. I got a, I got a love, Jones, for hip hop. And it don't stop, and it won't stop. I got a love, Jones, for hip hop. I got a, I got a love, Jones, for hip hop. I got a, I got a love, Jones, for hip hop. When time was passing us by Fascinated by her beats That was catching my eye And she kept me in the loop I spent time behind these bars And let the blue lines talk To explain my scars She introduced me to stars And brought jewelry and cars She said she know who shot Pac And killed Biggie Like really? And when I stopped pushing dope She gave me work and hope And when I wanted to retire She told me no I call her hip hop My bitch for life Wrote my first 16, then I made her my wife And she been good to me, and loving every minute of it She had Pusha and Drake beefing, but love me, and I love it The vibe is different when she with me, I promise We keep everything between us, sincere and honest One on one time, every day at our home Her name is Hip Hop, I love Jones Hey, hey, I got a love Jones for Hip Hop I got a, I got a love Jones for Hip Hop I got a, I got a love joint for hip hop And it don't stop, and it won't stop I got a love joint for hip hop I got a, I got a love joint for hip hop I got a, I got a love joint for hip hop Get on in, in. Podcast the energy for the sake of our friends. friends. Explore a little history and show them how I beat In the fields with the beats, though. Streets no keto. keto. Hey, the podcast where we keeping it live. live. Stories told by artists how we move and survive. And, and if you ever need the need to turn off the radio, we guarantee some love at the Van Keto Show. With your host, your host. It's great. Van Keto. Van Van Keto. Welcome to Into Hip Hop History, and on the line with me today, I have Ray Contour. What up, though? What's up, Van 
question uh where are you from i was born in uh, long branch new jersey uh on the jersey shore so uh Ooh. i lived there for a little while but i kind of bounced around it as a kid but i lived there until i was like 14 basically yeah that's cool mm-hmm. it's probably pretty nice there I've never been there at all. Yeah, it was, uh, it wasn't, like, super nice when, when I was growing up. It was, kind of had, uh, like, been in a funk, oh. uh, in the, in the 80s, you know, I was born in 84, and it has since, though, like, in the last decade, it's really gone through a lot of gentrification. Right. So it's, def- it's definitely gone through a... A big change, but I haven't lived there in a while, so I don't really know what it's like to live there anymore. <laughs> you know, but it was—it's kind of like a blue collar, middle class, working class town. You know? Yeah. Uh, when did you start creating hip hop music? So that's a good question. I um, I remember specifically. When I was like 14, I remember uh, me and my homies were skateboarders, and I we, we watched 411 like video magazine, and we like were obsessed with the taste of the guys who worked there. Like they would always put really dope hip hop into the into their uh, into the tapes, you know, the skate videos. And so I really started getting into it around that age, like 12 and 14. And like that's all anybody listened to in the nineties, you know, it was like New York hip hop. Oh, and yeah. so like yeah, you know, like Biggie was like alive, the Wu Tang clan, they were like that was like their moment, you know. Right. And like I remember becoming a big fan of Big Hell and he actually like died like right when everyone like discovered him. It was crazy. You know, they put out his tape like posthumously. And that tape was really influential. Like a lot of people love that that record you know and then so like I, was, I didn't make I was I was a musician I played trombone and bass guitar and then when I got to high school I, I linked with this kid and we, I did like some covers like rap cover songs at like talent shows I think I did a piece people didn't cover <laughs> and then I was kind of like yeah I did and he like was a hip hop dancer and he did choreography and then I realized like quickly like, I want to write my own song so I actually started, first I would write to like other beats, we would buy records with like the instrumental B side, you know? Yeah. And I think I wrote to some like Roots records. Uh, I had like, and then, and then I got a hold of like acid and I started making my own beats. Like, so around 14, I, I 15, I started making my own song, I would say. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. 
uh, who or what influenced you? I mean, if I think, I mean, it's been a while, <laughs> you know, it's been a couple of decades, but uh, when I first got started, I was very into, like, what was called, like, underground hip-hop. Like, I loved a lot of raucous records. I remember loving, like, Lyricist Lounge and Sound Bombing. I thought those records were so interesting. And at first, I, like, really didn't even, like, I didn't really like mainstream records. Like I didn't even. Huh. I, I was like a, I was like a young hip hop snob. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I was like, well, like you know, I was really into like conscious rappers. I love the Roots. I remember seeing like OK Player, the OK Player tour. Um, it was dope. It was like Big Daddy Kane, the Roots, Most Def, Dead Preds. That was like a crazy show. I saw them at the Electric Factory, and I also really liked. Uh, Ryan Sayers Entertainment, and I really liked, I mean, I remember seeing Brother Ali when I was a kid, and being like, this dude is amazing, and oh, that's cool. Yeah, and I, and I would go to like, I saw Revenge of the Robots tour too, so I, when Death Trucks was like at its apex, I saw like Mr. Lift and Cannibal Knox and Aesop Rock and LP, I really like, really was into what they were doing they had a moment you know where they really captured a unique thing yeah. and it's funny it, it kind of like small fell apart and and then I was uh, I was kind of like in college and then I started listening to everything and that's actually when Kanye West got really big like when I was a freshman that year like 2003 like Kanye was blowing up um, I mean uh, when the blueprint came out though, like 2001 yeah. I was just like I was like, dude, Jay, like, I really started to fuck with, like, a lot more New York rap, and just, also, and Outkast, too, I remember. Oh, Outkast. When, <laughs> when Stankonia came out, I was like, what is this? This is so good. Like, the music was just so good. I don't know. Uh, you know, so I, I started to, like, get out of my, like, dirty underground rap, like, you know, backpacker obsession, and I started to branch out, I would say. And that's actually when I started to make records when I started to make money, a little bit of money, it was a, it was a good time at that time period. So I'd say like, you know, I started to branch out around like 1920 and started to listen to everything. Cause I feel like it's good to listen to all sorts of stuff as yeah. a musician, you know? Yeah, have an open mind. Yeah, for sure. You know? Um, but, um, yeah. What separates you from other artists? good question um i would say like for me what's been weird and interesting is that i always i produce most of my own music but i've also had some a lot of luck working with other producers and like they bring something else out in me but um one thing about me that's a little different is that i don't only do music i'm a writer and i make I make films, an actor, like I have an agent, you know, so I've done a lot of different creative work. And it was was weird because I felt like I got stuck in a lane at one point and I was like, I can't do it all. Like, I can't be a rapper and an actor and I can't be a writer and a producer. Like, I felt like I was doing too much. Mm. And um, I stopped making music for a while. I got really burnt out on music. 
and it was a weird time to quit. It was like, for me, it was like the worst possible time to quit, but my life was really a fucking mess, so I got more into like filming a couple of years, and then I kind of came back to making music again, I'd say like two years ago. Hey, um, it's good to know, know a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know? Yeah, I mean, the music, the way music works today is such a like marketing and image and video and graphic design, artwork, fashion. There's so much that goes into it. It's, it is definitely good to understand. Yeah. Same with music videos. Like, I, I can talk to the people I work with and tell them what it is I'm looking for. Like, I speak a little bit of that language, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I can talk to them in the editing way. I mean, I, I went to art school for college, you know, so I kind of like tried out, you know, I'm kind of like a multimedia maniac, you know, I, I love all sorts of art, I'm just a huge fan of the arts and music and movies and television in general, you know, like, yeah. I, I, I'm like always absorbing stuff, so, right. but, I mean, I guess, you know, being a white rapper has always been a weird thing, you know, uh, I think there's a lot of stigma with it, and you know, there's only a few guys who really do it well, and yeah. who like killed it and made it really big, you know, and opened doors for other guys. Right. And um, I'm conscious of it, you know. I feel like hip hop is a culture that I came from, you know, the, like the black community in this country, and so I'm, I try to be very conscious when I'm you know, make it work, but, uh, I'm like respectful of that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, exactly. you know, music, like culture in general, like people are so sensitive right now, you know, it's important, I guess, to, you know, like have your own lane, but be like aware of everything else going on, so, I don't yeah. know. But, I don't know, like I used to want to be like battle rapper, and I was like, oh, like no. I got into like, you know, like, <laughs> Hardcore rap, and, and now I just kind of do whatever I want. Like, I really let go of the inhibitions when I'm like, this is this song, you know? It's really a songwriting. That's what interests me at this point. Like, each thing is a, a good song. It's, like, different than other songs, you know? It's not like every other song. Get your, that's what I'm, I'm, your story out, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um... It's you know it's crazy like you hit you hit that lab and like it's a blank page you gotta make it you know it's, it's like being a painter you know like mm. the canvas is white when you start <laughs> or like mm. you know when you're writing a novel the first page is blank and just gotta stare at it I gotta show what I'm gonna do you know <laughs> mm, yeah. you know I think everybody deals with that uh, in, <laughs> in the creative world you know yeah. <laughs> Hey, even even I I struggle with with some things, you know. But, you know, you just gotta keep on, you know, keep on it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Try to figure things out. Well, um, all right. Uh, when creating uh, your music. What is your creative uh, process? Uh, I'd say there's like, it changed, you know, like I used to write all my lyrics by hand and I have like a pile of notebooks from when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I feel like I went into a direction 
where I started producing lots of beats and I got obsessive. Like I produced hundreds of beats and I kind of kept them in like a, like an archive. Yeah. And what happened was like, that was kind of the process. Like write, like make a dope, like the dopest beat I could, mm-hmm. then write a song to it. Or if I was like working with my boy, like Sleep Genius, or like with my, with my friend Dan Hart, or like with all, any other producer I've worked with, it was like, oh, I heard something. And I just like heard, heard a song right away. And I was like, let me use that beat. And then I usually just sit and fucking work on it and work on it until it's done. It's like, a, it's an obs- I'm obsessed, you know? I get really crazy. And I'll, and I'll practice the song alone. Then I'll do like a little voice memo just like a home recording and I, I get it as tight as possible before I go to the studio because the studio is expensive hey. oh, but yeah. I don't yeah. like figuring shit out I like to know I like having a plan you know like but and then when you get there like magic happens you know shit changes right yeah that, um, that studio costs a lot yeah like I've figured out some better studio arrangements um than others uh, like I'm really happy where I'm working now considering the economy that we're in and yeah. but like if you if I have all my songs ready I can knock out the of songs in 10 hours believe it or not like right. if it's a complicated song like 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 layered harmonies and vocals like one song can take like 3 or 4 hours really, you know yeah but uh yeah, you need to plan, need to plan all, all that, you know, if you're going to the studio, you need to. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think all artists have a lot of, they struggle between being like, I gotta be super confident and I'm filled with self-doubt, you know, at least I do, I mean, just to be honest. Mm. And so sometimes a song, I imagine a song is gonna be really dope in my head, but then when I get to the studio and I start hearing myself on it, I'm like, oh, something's got to change here. Actually, like yesterday, I recorded a song for like two hours, and I hated it. And I came back from the studio today, and I redid the whole song. You know, I just like, I was like struggling. I had very bad energy, you know. Yeah. And uh, it was just, it ain't even about the money spent. It's about like, oh, this song is dope now. You know. Yeah. Like, like I'm not embarrassed to put right. this thing out. You know. So. Right. Uh, do you believe in connecting with your audience or your fans? Yes, you know, like I guess I guess my songs are like personal to me. Yeah. And, and now it's not getting out there more and kind of reinserting myself and doing more marketing and you know, I've had a couple of interviews, uh, and just like, for, like, to be honest with you, you kind of go over this hurdle where people around you don't need to take you seriously. Mm-hmm. At first, I felt that, and uh, it was like, it burned a little bit, you know what I mean? But I did a couple of shows last year before all this shit happened. I did a couple of shows at uh, the Dream Hotel, and I did a show, uh, at New York Poetry Cafe. Right. And like, yeah, when you're on stage, and I had to show at SOBs too, 
too, actually. When you're on stage and you see somebody nodding and, and like smiling in the crowd, or you like you're rapping and you hear somebody yelling, like, yo, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, like that, that shit is good, you know, like, right. like, you know, it really makes you feel like you, you know, I did an open mic too, and like, it was a tiny room yeah. in Harlem, but like, like some people, you know, like, it's fun moving the crowd. That's like the ultimate feeling when you move the crowd. It's yeah. kind of hard to tell. I, I hear actors talk about this. Like when you do a stage play in an audience with like 100 or 800 people and like you feel the audience, literally. Yeah. Like their energy feeds your energy. Yeah. When you're yeah. recording a music video or you're like, you know, shooting a music video on the street is so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> like because people are like walking by and you know, there's no mic and like, I don't know, it's like, I don't like being that guy. Like, I'm not a buster. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, so, like, it's nice to connect. It's, I guess, the answer. I love it when people yell and say, like, wow, that's all dope, you know? And, like, I try to, you know, I try to be, like, talk to the people who are actually fucking with me, you know what I mean? But, like... <laughs> I heard... I, I, I listened to your old shit, your old shit, and uh, I was like, damn, that's pretty dope. <laughs> I didn't even know you. it was old. <laughs> that's that's what that's that you say that and it's like dude music is only old to the artist <clears throat> you know what I mean like I hear people talk about that like a really good song is literally timeless yeah you know you put on Billy Holiday or fucking Frank Sinatra or some you know or like a good Beatles song and that song is still fresh you know, it's like, it's, it's, uh, right. you, you know what I mean? That's, that's what, when the music is really dope. Like, uh, I mean, I'm not saying mine is like on that level, but I had to get over the idea of like, I recorded this song three years ago and I'm going to put it out tomorrow yeah. because a lot of people do that. Uh, some of Nas's best songs were like in a vault or even Andre 3000, like the love below was songs he had been writing over a decade yeah. before he put it out. Right. You know, and I think I think it's uh you know, the putting out the music part is always like again, like that's the part like everyone's trying to figure that out and stay ahead of the game on that, you know, so Yeah. Uh, uh let's see. Tell us about your tracks I got a story to tell and late night show. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'll start with uh, I got a story to tell. Um, that one was really so. Like I was, I hadn't made a beat. I want to say this for real. Like I had not made a beat in a couple of years, Man. and I, I finally rebooted Reason, and I got a little Akai keyboard. This girl, my girlfriend brought one to my apartment at the time and I started I laid in some drums and then I played that bass line it's like just like some like New York funk bass you know yeah and I was like I started laying all these things and I was like damn this thing sucks like, I, I was like this thing's gonna rap <laughs> and I was just rapping about I was kind of rapping about like actually some very real shit that happened to me 
uh, like 2009, like 2008, 2009, you know, I was, um, I, I was like a weed delivery guy. <laughs> and, I, and my friends and I, uh, we distributed a lot of cannabis around Manhattan, you know, and like, it was, it was crazy, you know, like a lot of money, very paranoid, you know, like fun, but dangerous, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, when I was 23, I was into that kind of shit, being crazy and dangerous. And, um, my boy got into, one of my friends got into some very deep shit with another guy. And, um, it wasn't about pot. It was about, you know, some other shit. And he, he got kidnapped, you know? <laughs> kidnapped? <laughs> yes. Oh, and we were, we were like really shook about it. You know, we were like, yeah. you know, we were, we were upset. We were like, I don't even know if shook's the right word. Cause my friends wanted to kill the guy oh. and who kidnapped him. And I was kind of like the voice of reason. I was kind of like, I don't think we want to do that. I don't think that is the, the smartest move in this art of war situation. That's <laughs> not the play. It's not the move. You know, the move is, Oh, he's like, he let him go, he's alive, <laughs> he, you know, and, and mm -hmm. he kind of deserved it for one reason or another, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't mind talking about it because it's, it's really one long under the bridge at this point. But, um, and we didn't do anything. And then the guy ended up, who kidnapped my friend, ended up dead like a year later, you know? <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. and not by... Not, it was honestly he did it to himself so I was like that was the story I had to tell mm -hmm. uh, you know it was about that moment in time um anarchists and when I say anarchists uh and punk rockers drunks and dunks uh you know uh, I'm talking about like it's the hipster scene of that time was really crazy and toxic and wild. It was a good time. I miss those days, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, there was a lot of like white kids moving into Brooklyn, you know? Right. And, some, and some of them were scrappy, like me and my friends. And some of, you know, we were like, the, the early hipsters were like musicians, you know? Yeah. And now, like, after 2010, 11 and 12 it was like rich people were, the, were gentrifying that area so the whole the whole music scene and cultural scene got like destroyed by real estate honestly um so I was talking about that and then of course Kyle Raps is a really dope MC and I've known Kyle for a long time he he put me onto my first studio and I was just kind of like Kyle rap on this like if you like listen to my verse and he probably was like I have I'm not gonna talk about what you're talking about, <laughs> but he, I mean, he just came on there and he did his thing. I, I actually love the verse that he did on there. Um, he's just like a really visual. He's just like a wordsmith and an artist. With he's like a poet, you know. I love listening to his shit. So uh, big ups to Kyle. Always, he's, he's been. I got a really dope song with him. I haven't released yet, actually. Cool. Uh, I'm excited to put that out. I've just been sitting on it, but um, yeah, that's all. That was that was fun. Like, cause somebody told me like people don't make music like that anymore. <laughs> when I played it for them, I was like, who gives a shit? You know? Yeah. 
But uh, the other the other song, Late Night Show, that that was a beat that I made in 2004 or something crazy, like 2005. I don't even know when I originally played the synth. So like, you know, talking about music five months and the drums, and then I played it for my boy Ad Lynch, who's on the song, and this mm-hmm. was a year. This was in like February. No, it was in November last year. And he was like, that is a song. We got to do a song on that. So we like tuned it up and fixed the programming and like added some drops and switches. And then I brought it to Nate Greenberg, my engineer, and he made this shit slap. And we just, we went and we recorded it in Philly. And we had a lot of fun with that. Um, I don't know if you noticed it. There's like a little sample from Deep Cover on it. Yeah. And uh, we were like, fuck it, you know, maybe we'll get in trouble, but who cares? But the song was fun. It was, the song in the video, we tried to capture it on the video. We were just kind of saying, like, there's so much, like, there's so much, like, pretense. There's a lot of hip-hop out there that's, like, it's, like, about me, me, me. You know? Yeah. I got it. I'm so cool. I got a car. I got money. I got pictures, you know? And I wanted to make a song, and I was kind of poking fun at that. Yeah. kind of saying like like anybody talented kind of has something actually yeah. that's why I'm saying like we we got this you know but uh-huh. anybody got anybody can have this yeah. that's why I put like different kinds of people in the video too like it's not just I mean there's some really hot models in the video and then I got like my friend Ruth who's like a 65 year old painter uh, from England and she's like in a wedding dress <laughs> <laughs> and she was like so excited to be in the video uh, shout out Ruth I love you uh, and like it was, it was just a fun energy on that set that I was shooting that video you know yeah that's that's pretty cool video like so yeah that was uh, the work of my friend Steve Barnett from uh, MOTV he, he really helped me pull that together he was awesome mm mm-hmm. That's dope. Shout out Thank to all, all your your crew, all your guys. They put all that together. Yeah, there's a lot of people in that music video. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was, it's, you'd be surprised, bro. It is like really hard to get people to come to a music video in New York City. Believe it or not, uh, people are like. You know, it depends on the energy, but like people, a lot of my friends are a little bit older now. Yeah. So like some of them don't want to be in a music video because they have jobs. <laughs> and like so a lot of my homies are lawyers, you know, and like, they, like if it was like five, ten years ago, they'd be like, yeah, I'll be in your video. But now they're like, I can't do that because of my profession. Oh, <laughs> come on. So like, you know, I, we we get some fun people to show up and it worked out but it, it was a little stressful casting the video at certain uh, points um, <laughs> like Sky Strachey she's a blonde model in the video she I was introduced to her and I asked her yo like oh my god you're first you're a knockout you're so beautiful but also you you got great style and she was like oh I'll do your video and she had been in a riffraff music video believe it or not um, so I was like, I was like, we're gonna do a better video than that riffraff video. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no offense to riffraff, but uh, you know, it was kind of like I feel like I utilized her yeah. in a better way. Like she, you know, mm. she's badass. But 
what are your thoughts on the state of hip hop? Uh, I mean, isn't I mean, hip hop is doing really well. You know, it's like the most popular music on the planet. You know, it's really big. One thing I noticed about you know rap that's changed in my life is that it's become pop. Yeah. It's like it's pop now, and it, it you know if you listen to like like Ready to Die, which is one of my favorite albums of all time, uh, like Gimme the Loot or like Ten Commandments, those records are like explicit. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And there's nothing mainstream about them, but they were so good that they were like widely accepted. Yeah. You know, and like a lot of the artists then and like broke down a lot of barriers to make hip hop a more mainstream art form and now it's like ridiculously mainstream like I feel like there is no high school where they're not playing hip hop at every high school prom and dance like like every white kid listens to hip hop you know it's everywhere I mean yeah like Asian kids love hip hop Japanese kids love hip hop Chinese kids love hip hop Korean you know like you know kids in Africa love American hip hop and now they're making their own like I think what's really cool is that like like hip hop went back to Africa too and now they got like all this really cool music coming out there like hip hop changes and it's it, it, it finds new ways of being original wherever it goes yeah. like people keep trying to say it's dead it's dead it's not dead it's just evolving like you know you can't just keep putting out the same stuff you have to keep it moving and even like I just listened to Nas's new record. Mm. It's really dope, you know. And part of it is about the music changing. So he like started he did stuff with Hit Boy, and that record's dope. Like, like he's one of the best rappers, you know. Like mm. there are some rappers who keep going. A lot of rappers don't. They do like one album or they have one song, and that's it. And it's, you know, mm. honestly, it's hard. Like not everybody is a, a, a genius and a mm. prolific genius. That's that's bullshit, you know. Like. Not everybody is like Jay-Z and has, you know, 20 albums right. underneath his belt, you know? Like, people run out of shit to say, yeah. honestly. Right. It's not easy, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but I, I think also, I will say this, I love the music people make, you know? Uh, I am a little concerned, even though, though, that, like, there's something, like, there's different kinds of songs, you know, but, the songs for like the young kids, and then there's like songs for everybody, because hip hop is like cultural, it's been around for decades. That's, that's one thing I would say. Like, I may not listen to some records that are coming out right now, just because like, don't, I ain't feeling them, you know? They just don't mm-hmm. speak to me, because I'm not, you know, and like, they have, a lot of them kind of sound the same to me. Mm-hmm. It's like auto-tune, trap record, the same hi-hat, you know, the same antics, you know, the same subject matter, and it's like, it gets a little old, you know, so I remember specifically looking at New York hip hop sounded like New York, and LA sounded like LA, and the Bay Area sounded like Bay Area, and Atlanta sounded like Atlanta, and Louisiana sounded like, you know, like, it was interesting when everything sounded a little different. Right. And now, and now, I mean, things are blending and mixing, but I feel like people are doing whatever the hell they want. 
as far as the music part of it is concerned. Like, it's not just trap. You know, people still got like sick boom bap records and like boom bap's been around for like 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, it's like weird, you know? Like, there are no rules. Good music is good music, I guess. That's what I would say. What do you uh, enjoy the most of being a part of hip hop? Or, or what, what do you enjoy, you know, the most being a, a hip hop artist? That's what I should. <laughs> right. I think that, uh, that's an interesting question. You know, I, I, I have, I think, you know, as an artist, as a, when you're a rapper, it's an aggressive art form. It's, it's like when you're in the booth rapping, you know, you're like spitting, you know? Like the way I rap, like you kick out bars and you gotta be ill. And there's a lot of hate out there. You go to a show and half the audience are rappers, <laughs> you know? Right. I go to an open mic, everybody's a rapper. <laughs> so, so, there's some kind of pressure, there's like a fire in the room, and either you feed that fire and they give you that good energy, or they fuck, or you get burned up up there. You know, like I see mm-hmm. people get up on stage and they cannot take it, you know? Right. And, and like, then I see people get up there and they run the room, and they, you know, they take the crowd somewhere. And that's amazing. Like, hip hop has just like some unbelievable energy in it that when it's dope, you're just like, oh, you feel it, like you nod your head to that shit or make you jump up. I I love when I was in a club, like you would hear a hip hop, like a really dope DJ would drop like the right song at the right moment. And it just open everybody up. And that energy is incredible. So, you know, being able to, like for me, I, I really feel like I'm connected to like a spiritual power in a way when I'm on and I feel it good and I'm just trying to channel that into the audience you know and like and give it it's about like letting it come through you to people and uh, you know I have a lot of humility and I have a lot of you know self doubt you know as an artist there's moments where I just I'm not in the best mood about what I'm doing but like when it's money it's money you know but I'm like obsessed with like trying to keep that all the time you know like um so I guess the good part about it is that you know I made a little bit of money and it ain't been a lot of money but it's to make something with your with your hands you know and put it out there and just risk it and go for it is 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 something that's a reward in and of itself. Yeah, you know, it's a good if, feeling. Yeah, like even if you don't get rich and famous and you never get a hot 97 or you never get, you know, to go on a world tour, I mean, of course, I'll do all of that. <laughs> hmm. uh, I want to rock to a gigantic audience uh, and do bigger shows when, when the world reopens. But huh. there's a lot of satisfaction when I finish mixing it all in the studio and just hear it for the first time. There's like still like a magic Mm-hmm. So being like I like I did that and that that I can own and like nobody can take that shit away from you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and like uh, that's between like me and the creator. You know, what I'm mm-hmm. saying? like I don't care. Cause, uh, in New York, 
like there's a lot of hip hop artists. There's a lot of artists. There's a lot of people here who just shit on you. It's crazy. Like oh, yeah. there's a lot of aggressive antics in this world. So I've been really learning how to get over that part of it. Because people and stop them from making music, which is a shame. You just, you just gotta not worry about, you know, what. Just worry about what you doing. That's all. Yeah, I mean the business side of this has been a little irritating. I had some weird shit happen to me this year during the pandemic, actually. You know, like I was doing some marketing stuff, and there's a lot of liars in show business, all, all parts of show business. Oh like, yeah. All, like in the acting world, in the movie, TV, theater, the same every... scumbags, you know, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, I just had some business go sour with uh, with another rapper, mm. and uh, it, it pissed me off, you know, like how dishonest he was, and uh, even the guy who like next me with him, the manager was like, oh my god, this guy's a nightmare, he owes me money, like, just yeah. like people doing like dirt dog shit, it's discouraging, that you're working on right now? Well, yeah, so obviously everybody is in a in-between place. Like, I had a show coming up with Major Stage and then COVID-19 hit and I kind of made some choices. I was like, oh, oh I'm still going to put a late night show out. Right. And I'm and I'm gonna put my video for Royals out, and I, you know, I, and, and then I kind of like pumped the brakes, like when, when the shit happened with uh, in, in Minneapolis. I was like really not worried about putting out music or marketing myself. I was really just worried about America and my friends, and you know, and about like what is going on in this country. And it, it kind of like took me away from focusing on releasing things. But yeah. it didn't stop me from writing, and I wrote a ton of songs. You know, going through this weird period of our our, our country's history. You know, so I've been very inspired to write, produce, and I did a lot of music this year. But um, how it's gonna get released is still something I'm working on because I want to grow. You know, like I got a new PR uh, agent. Yeah. And I've been like tightening up my social media, but I have like, you know, I have like 30 records that I haven't released, you know? 
Shout out. Yeah, um, shout out to Benny Keto for letting <laughs> me do this interview. Thank you, bro. Um, You're welcome. I wanna, I wanna shout out Adrian Russo. Uh, she's awesome. She's been helping me a lot. Um, I've been working at Stronger Bomb Studios in Manhattan. It's a great recording studio. Um, they're really good there. And the facility is flawless, like great, great engineers. Cool. Um, I've been working. Yeah. Um. And my my engineer Nate Greenberg mixes all my music. He's just been a solid friend for like over ten years now. Yeah. Um. Kyle Raps always been always a pleasure to work with him. Um. Yeah. You know. Oh, I want to shout out my friend Pat. Natalie Torn, she's been editing my music videos, and uh, also my boy uh, Jeff Aikman and my friend Torres Palaszczuk. Torres Palaszczuk, very talented director. He shot one of my new music videos. People should check him out. He uh, he's really good with the camera. It's pretty incredible what he can do. Um, That's dope. Yeah, I'm excited to put this stuff out. You know, it's just uh, it's got to be done right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Got to uh, n- network everything, too. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, big labels, big artists, they have big budgets. And um, I think when you're coming up in this world, you have to be smart. Yeah. And that's the name of the game. It's just trying to find that niche angle that puts you out. You know, like I did a TikTok promotion. 500,000 people heard my song, you know, so I've done some things that work for sure, you know? Right. Um, you know, like a hundred people made little, like, videos dancing to my song. It was pretty hilarious. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, for, uh, for Late Night Show. Mm-hmm. If you look on TikTok, there's, like, one that has, like, this TikTok celebrity, Eden Mitch, there's, like, 370,000 views for the mm-hmm. video. That's so cool. like it's pretty it's pretty interesting. There's like angles that artists can do. Um and just guess what? It's gonna cost money. You know? Plus like the reality is like you should minimize the budget it costs to make your stuff and maximize your marketing budget. Because <laughs> that's like that's where you're spending that fucking money. You know, uh so Plus this this uh this podcast is gonna be uh it's in the works right now but uh it's not up yet but uh it's gonna be on on uh this website that uh forty plus gods dot com uh it's gonna be up on on their website and it's gonna you know 
people are gonna be able to play it play it on that website. That's what's up. So uh and then there's another website, I forget what it is, but you know, I I I just, you know, found out about all this, you know like a couple days ago, but you know, no, more the barrier. Yo. Um, what are your uh, social media handles and streaming platforms? Um, so I use uh, I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Title, uh, Deezer, iHeartRadio. Uh, I have a SoundCloud. Um, I'm I'm, you can hear my music almost anywhere Google Play, Amazon um, and uh, my Instagram is um, The Real Carter Winter um, and that's uh, my Instagram and uh, I have a Facebook too it's just facebook.com slash raycontour um and that's mostly what I use. I got, I'm on YouTube as well. If you want to see my music videos up there, it's just uh, Ray Contour on YouTube. Um, yeah, I, you know, I'm trying to be more active on the social media tip, so I, I update my stories a lot, but my new PR agent is really, uh, she's like really funny about like posting. Facebook, I just, Facebook is just to post things, you know? Yeah, it's not like, you know, everybody has different lanes, you know, it's easy to promote stuff to a lot of people on Facebook, honestly, through the, like, the Facebook ads. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I'm not, like, completely, I, I spend a lot more time on Instagram, that's what I would say, for sure. Yeah, right. Um one more question. Cool. I don't know. Uh who are your top five hip hop artists of all time oh. if you want? Wow. Um that is an incredible question. Um I would say top five of all time. Yeah. Um, Wu-Tang Clan, um, and everybody, like, that just covers a lot of names for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jay-Z, uh, 
Russia. Um, ooh, this is a tough one. I got <laughs> two more, two. right? Yeah, two more. I got two more artists. Uh, I, you know, even though I, there's like, I got problems with him sometimes, I gotta say Kanye West is probably one of the greatest hip-hop artists of all time. And then, uh, on a, like, broader classic level, oh, I would have to say, too, that, um, and they're highly underrated. I mean, there's so many names, but I want to say, like, The Roots. Because I think The Roots are highly underrated, and they, uh, I have seen many people live, and Mm -hmm. The Roots are hands down the best hip-hop live act I've ever seen in my life. Like, they just take it to a whole other level. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, I wish I could like squeeze Outcast on there too. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah, Outcast. Yeah, like that was I saw I saw the Up and Smoke tour. No, not Up and Smoke. I forget what it. I can't remember the name of the tour, but it was Outcast and the Roots. Mm-hmm. And I gotta tell you, I don't know which which set got the the crowd wilder. You know, but um. Outcast yeah. has that that uh man all the the instruments and you know I, different styles that they put in there you know totally I mean musically they're just next level there's so many artists though like if, if, I mean like I love Kendrick Lamar you know I think he's like create like one of them I love yeah. J Cole you know as far as like lyricists like rappers who say stuff that means something, mm. those two guys are, are, are like my favorite, like contemporary artists mm. right now. Also, I love Run the Jewels, but those guys have been around for a minute. Um, LP, mm-hmm. Killer Mike, those guys, I really look up to those guys. And Kill, uh, Run the Jewels is like, I think, one of the most, their, their new record is like bananas, but all their records are crazy. Like LP's beats are so sick. I love that too. Um, his rapping is pretty fucking sick too. I kind of look up to him like that, you know. Like, he does it all. So yeah. I shouted out like ten dudes instead of five, but you know. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, there's just so many. There's a lot of good artists, you know. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess that's it for for uh, the interview. Uh, um. I'm glad you, uh, you know, came on the show. Salute to you. And all that, Thanks, bro. you know. Big ups. Uh, yeah, big ups to the Van Keto show <laughs> for having me, you know. Not so. All right. And, uh, Appreciate big up to New York City. Big up to Detroit, you know. <laughs> Getting through this weird ass period of history. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's pretty, you know, the streets of New York are empty at night. It's like, are it's it? like a, it's kind of like that movie Escape from New York. <laughs> that's what, it, that's what it feels like at night here. It's not crazy. Is, you it, know? is it dead at nighttime? It's creepy. Oh. It's not normal. It's empty. The subway's shut down. And there's nobody outside in, in hey. town at night. Yeah. 
wait wait until wait until the hoodies come out and and then you got the <laughs> face mask <laughs> i wear a bandana sometimes and just like everybody feels like they're about to get robbed There's yeah still... no dude <laughs> and, and people are getting robbed they are dude They they should not wear bandanas, you know. <laughs> Cause that's what I every time I see somebody with a bandana on, I'm like, you think you're you're being gangster or something? <laughs> you know. I, I will say this that it sends a mixed message because it also keeps people from coming close to you. So it's like a defense move. It's not just offense. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, like, oh, is that guy covering his face because he's protecting himself from COVID-19? Or <laughs> is he crazy? Or is he an anarchist? Or, you know, it's like <laughs> one can one can never know. Uh, but it definitely raises eyebrows to wear a bandana over your face instead of a, like, surgical mask. You know what I'm saying? Right. Surgical mask is very neutral. I I don't even wear glove gloves at all. I wear a mask when I go around people, whatever. I take it off when when I'm not, you know. You know because if if you're not if you're in your own element, you you know, right? Yeah, I mean I wash my hands a lot because. Yeah, well, that's all you gotta do. Like, living in New York City, it's funny, it's just like, it's such a dirty city, like, everyone's such a subway pool, everyone uses the doorknob, and and the the longer you live here, the more obsessed you are about being clean. I work right in the the middle of it all. Yeah. So, you know, I wear gloves when I I need to, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, the city was already filled with people obsessed with being clean, but now it's like next level. <laughs> so I, like, I see people I think, driving around with gloves on and, and masks yeah, on. Yeah. In their own yeah, car. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just sure. they're just spreading whatever on whatever's on those gloves. It's spreading all over. You know. They're touching things. You know. I, I mean, don't know. the fact that a matter is like you, you can only protect so much, you know? Yeah. It's a little excessive. You can, you can, you can, you know, follow all the rules, but people still get sick and die. You know, it's just not, that's why for me, it's like I am safe, but like I try not to let the paranoia dominate my life. There might be just that one time that you, you mess up and touch your mouth or some, your face, whatever, after you've done touch something, you know? Crazy. Just to believe yeah. it, but it's true. Yeah. Mm, so, all right. Uh, I guess uh, I'll let you go. Uh, and I'll uh play those two tracks too. I- I'll uh, I'll send you all the links and stuff after I get done with it. And Yo, Bankito, Bankito, thanks, bro. Thanks for having me. I'm very comfortable, and uh, I hope to uh. Uh, link again one day. Thank you, bro. All right, bro. We'll talk to you later, all right?
All right, take it easy. All right, peace. This is Maisha Hendricks, and you're listening to The Van Keto Show. Follow Asante Works PR on Instagram and Facebook for the latest in hip-hop, crush bows, and moon nubil music. Here we go, here we go. The local. Huh? The local and express. The local and express. Where you get it the local and express, the local and express Whoever watch, watch fiends drop dead Drive around in limousines with a gun to the head In the form of opiates and cocaine Soviet tattoos, hard to explain Anarchists and punk rockers Dunks and drunks, funk doctors Delivering your medicine Graffiti lettering, rap crews pretended that they better than R.A.Y. I've been flipping it since Rutgers A large pie, french fries Came out the game without a stain But quick guys, motherfuckers Try to move on me and catch a one-two combo This ain't a chicken joint Alpha blood like Rambo Throw on the camo, reload the ammo Write most of my music Sometimes I'll slip a sample The only rules I live by the ten crack commandments Your boy kidnapped my friend Now we dead and we still standing I got a story to tell I got a story to tell About the kids who want the glory in the shorty sell. I write with a crooked eye I move like a rook Checkmate, open up the books In the city of mean looks And obscene nooks Where misery tries to hide We solemnly slay We will survive and thrive Stack money till we die Grab a pound around high noon Hopefully a high five Give these kids a message that they can vibe The system is rigged, kids so blow it up, 90% just showing up Damn, I'm looking good, sometimes I feel old as fuck Watch my homies make it, it's a blessing You know what's up I got a story to tell, I got a story to tell I got a story to tell, I got a story to tell About the kids who want the glory and the shorties who sell Uh-uh, yeah all wins, getting all wins, I ain't in the game Game of Thrones, George Martin, what's a nigga name? Kyle Rass, Black Hemingway, I'm that nigga Twain On a thought train, it's endless They used to call me insane for talking to myself But they didn't know that Ralph Ellison is my imaginary friend, bitch I read all the great authors through Afrocentric lenses And discovered that Shakespeare's Kendrick Old man the seas about slave ships The Bible's racist, cage birds are sacred Most stories pageless, passed down through the ages Word of mouth is the best cadence My girl pussy is the best fragrance But she high maintenance so I had to close the book I got stories bro About the kids who want the glory and the shorties who sell I got a story to tell I got a story to tell Ray Contour. Uh, I'm all good with your champagne party. Your 
You're all good with your fake love, Barbie It's all good, I don't want your drugs No, really, I am not your plug Stop puking on your mother's rug I don't go fetch, I am not your dog, you dig? So what I like, chicks like FKA Twigs With your little blonde wig and your Instagram pics Trying to get likes, trying to get by I used to live in a warehouse in Bed-Stuy With like eight guys, all artists, good times Big problems, now we all good Show up to the day job Like a rap on my day off Girls, we got this Fellas, we got this Everybody got this We, we got this Any block, we rock this Any spot, we got this We, we got this We, we got this Girls, we got this Fellas, we got this Everybody got this We, we got this Any block, we rock this Any spot, we got this We, we got this We, we got this You don't want none You don't want none, no you don't want none, you don't want none, no You don't want none, you don't want none, no Welcome to the late night show I was gonna say Big Ray, yo, we got one Pull up to the late night show, I'm riding shotgun Rolling with like three, four thoughts, you know I pop one Haters gonna hear this sh- and say it's not one Uh, bump this instrumental Bet I spit a verse on it, almost incidental Bet I scoop a bad b- while I'm in the rental this ain't supposed to happen, they ain't get the memo Nah, nah, now they, now they feel away, huh? It was cool when wasn't going my way, huh? Now I'm in the booth, sounding something like yay, huh? Feeling like a 5'8 giant up out his cage, huh? Blow a portion for me, if you gon' shake it on me, mommy Blow a portion for me, throw some shade on these d**ks and these buses for me Can't explain how the dough seem to rush up on me Girls, we got this, fellas, we got this Everybody got this, we, we got this Any block, we rock this, any spot, we got this We, we got this, we, we got this Girls, we got this, fellas, we got this Everybody got this, we, we got this Any block, we rock this, any spot, we got this We, we got this, we, we got this You don't want none, you don't want none, no You don't want none, you don't want none, no You don't want none, you don't want none, no Welcome to the late night show. Uh, look, here's the thing, man. I was 12 years old, living something like gangland. Getting stomped in the face after catching a fade, man. I ain't have a shot, but now I'm shooting like Rain Man. Pass the mic, better pass it to the left. Maybe catch it from the right. Heart smashing in your chest. The chain make you feel big. You a little kid. Tattoos make you feel tough. You a little been a fool with the pen game. Ill, no one can check me. Harden with the step back. All you get is setbacks. Don't know when to sit back wherever it is you rest at. If you, if you, if you, if you, if you really wanna do this, gotta do it for the love. Do it for your homies, don't do it for the buzz. Internet thugs, get real life slugs. Catch them in the city looking pretty when really they just a dub. Girls, we got this. Fellas, we got this. Everybody got this. We, we got this. Any block, we rock this. Any spot, we got this. We, we got this. We, we got this. Girls, we got this. Fellas, we got this. Everybody got this. We, we got this. Any block we rock this, any spot we got this We, we got this, we, we got this You don't want none, you don't want none, no You don't want none, you don't want none, no You don't want none, you don't want none, no Welcome to the Late Night Show Night Show Thanks for tuning in to Into Hip Hop History Join me tomorrow have another episode rated R. Uh, 
that was a excellent interview with Ray Contour. Make sure you uh, follow him and subscribe. Uh, do the same for me until uh, uh, tomorrow. Peace, I'm out.